0: This episode is about the deep mystery of life, energetic transmissions and downloads that I've been receiving, things that you cannot explain, and I talk about past life memory coming up through the experience of my elbow. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Embody Podcast, a show about remembering and embodying your true nature, inner wisdom, embodied healing, and self-love. My name is Candace Wu and I'm a holistic healing facilitator, intuitive coach, and artist sharing my personal journey of vulnerability, offering meditations and guided healing support, and having co-creative conversations with healers and wellness practitioners from all over the world. Here's a trigger warning for this episode. In this episode, I talk about rape, violence, interracial conflict the uterus and vagina and different past life experiences that come up around this. If those are sensitive to you or you're not interested, you can feel free to jump to the experientials that are connected with this episode, or you can look on the show notes and find where to jump in at the places that are past these topics. And if you are clicking on your the thing you listen to for podcasting, if you have some sort of app, Sometimes you can see the different time markers and stamps, the titles for each section, and you can skip past to past where the disclaimer points are, the trigger warning points are. In this episode, I talk about things that I cannot prove, things I don't have evidence for, except for me and my being, my knowing, and my body communicating that it's resonating. I talk about past life experiences a particular past life memory that connects itself to so many different memories and experiences I have in the present life that all seem to make sense to me but you may be listening and thinking well I don't believe in past life experiences you don't have to uh, it's good to be skeptical and also tune into what you feel It's also good to be able to let the mind set to the side the mental logic so that you can receive something else if that's interesting for you. But um, regardless of whether you believe in past life experiences, you might be interested in this story of how I brought some healing to my elbow and to my uterus and the different things that that connected up with. Later in the episode, I talk about The mystery of life that is you and being in your specific energetic signature, what you were born to be in this life, and connecting with different ways of knowing. So let's jump in. Last week, I spoke about how I've been working with my elbow. There has been some pain there since uh, mid January, end of January, when I was in Ireland. And the feeling I had at that time was that. It just happened very quickly. It was nothing I particularly did, it seemed, physically. But suddenly I had this very sharp and also deep pain in my elbow right at the joint, which uh, when I did certain movements like twisted my arm, palm face down, and as far as it could go, it would be painful or lifting something a certain way. Like grabbing something and lifting it upwards would be painful. So all these different um, movements. And I, I recall a time when way back, I don't know, 15 years ago, if something in my body would feel funny, I'd tell someone and they might say to me, well, just don't do that movement. And that just, it just didn't really make sense to me. Or like, stop doing that, that thing that you're doing. And I I think there's a place for seeing maybe a repetitive pattern and movement of your body and doing something to balance that or doing something different. But I also felt the instant that this feeling came into my body, it also connected with my low back, my left low back. And it felt like, whoa, this is obviously very emotional, spiritual, and at this point in my life i'm attuned to all that anyway so it was clear that something wanted to reach me and to be to be known through me and something really deep that wanted to surface so that that i could claim even more of myself and know myself more deeply it wanted to be healed so if you listen to that last episode conversations with the body uh, or if you didn't listen and you want to, it's at com slash conversations with the body. I talked briefly about some of the experiences that came out of the elbow and that it's still painfully there. Uh, it's far less than before. And I also... Uh, offer different experientials that you could use to connect with your body to support your relationship with your body and turning on all of the different languages that your spirit soul body mind and heart use to communicate with you to tell you what's going on or to inform you of what it wants you to look at in your present life or in your past something that wants to be resolved. And the more we can tune in with that, with all the different ways that our being is communicating to us, the more we can listen. I find that we're in the flow of our lives and who we are. We're in harmony with all the parts of ourselves. They have a voice and a place. If you think about being on a team, and whether that's like a sports team or a work team, And if someone isn't getting heard that's trying to say something very important or trying to offer something and people ignore this one person, the whole team is out of balance. There's a tension. There's a resistance against some part. And I liken that to our inner parts and who we are, all the parts of us and all the ways that we are are trying to be communicated to from deep inner parts of ourselves. If we're resisting certain things that are speaking to us, then there's a tension inside, that's dis-ease. We don't have to listen and believe everything, but to be able to witness it and put it in its right place in terms of sort out if that's truth, if that's something that wants to be healed, If that's just a floating thought that really doesn't have much weight in me, or if, wow, this thing, this thought or experience or sensation in my my body is really crying loudly to me, and it may be getting even more intense as we resist it. If we try to continue to resist what's wanting to be heard and just acknowledged, then it will find a way to become stronger and stronger and fortify itself or find a way that will hit you in the place that you listen. Sometimes that place is hitting you financially or sometimes it's hitting you in the body where some part of your physical body starts to be in pain or not function as well and we have to pay attention or we become exhausted or all of the above. Or it shows up in a relationship and there's conflict, a certain kind, that wants to direct you to look at something in yourself. Something that's just desperately asking us to look so we can feel even more empowered inside and responsible for our own lives. Responsible for our energies. So that, that episode, Conversations with the Body, was two weeks ago. And I want to follow this thread of what's going on with my elbow and follow up here. I saw my acupuncturist in Chicago twice. His name is Brent Garcia. He's excellent. He is also on the podcast, early on in the podcast. He and I explored shame together. We talked about the light and the dark and the fullness of our experience and what wants to be seen through us. And he spoke about his way of acupuncture, which is a Japanese way. It's very gentle and he's he's super energetic so does some reiki sometimes and uh is also a licensed massage therapist he has a very full dimension in him of his work and yet stays within the bounds of his work but you know me being me i bring all sorts of stuff and his presence is just the right presence for me at the moment to um to reveal to allow things to reveal and that is exactly what happened in the two sessions a lot came up with my elbow and I was ready for it but I want to start the story with before I got to Chicago if you've been following my Instagram you might have seen that I decided to take on a project I bought a used manual car I really like driving a manual it just helps me feel like I can learn something and master something. And I have a different sense of creativity and control. And I created a hatchback camper. So I created sort of like a a platform. So there was flatness with plywood and hinges. And I have a foam mattress that goes in the back. I made curtains, all sorts of stuff. So I decided to take my mobile home on an adventure and go camping before I got to Chicago like on the way to Chicago I chose a campsite that had rustic sites and improved sites which I think had like a bunch of electricity and um, better bathrooms etc so something in me was like I want to have the most rustic experience I can possibly have I want to just be in the middle of the woods and I think I've always had that deep yearning, like to be in the stillness of the woods and to be at home in nature, submersed, immersed. And so it was a beautiful idea until it got to be like 11 p.m. and it was pitch black and I was hearing noises all around me. So this is me sleeping in my car and having to make the decision whether to close all the windows and lock doors or keep these um, sort of like window socks that I have on, which are like fabric screens that allow air to come through, but no mosquitoes. So I chose to keep those on with the doors locked, but really you know someone could just reach right through or move the fabric if they knew to do that or once they saw um, what what the scenario was and i chose this because i could then hear if anyone was coming along anyone coming close i thought about leaving but i had set up all my stuff it just felt also scary to pack up all my stuff at that moment and leave and um some deep part of me knew that everything was going to be okay and another part of me knew well i didn't really know that and at some point, I decided to stick it out. It was probably when I found my steak knife and decided to sleep with that in my hands. I didn't sleep very well. My nervous system was pretty frayed, but some grounding in me kept me, kept me okay. And eventually at like three o'clock, I felt like, okay, I have passed the witching hour. Like I have gotten through it. And I'm gonna be okay. So I ended up sleeping the rest of the night. But what was coming up, before I could manage to fall asleep, I was just allowing what wanted to be seen about this to emerge. And what was coming up was me asking myself, well, what do I really fear? Is it the animals? What is it? Is it people? And it was the feeling that if anything happened to me, That nobody would know, that it was so distant, it was distant enough that people wouldn't be able to hear me or come help. And then I felt the specific fear. I had the image of a man coming right up close to me, like to the right side of my body, about a foot away from my head. And the fear was that I would be hurt, taken, and brutally raped. Perhaps a lot of women or smaller people I don't know I can't really speak for everyone else but perhaps many other people also have that fear but this this fear this image is very specific for me and it's something that while I was on this camping trip I realized has been with me since I was young when I was like five or six I remember Having the same fear exactly, and a man coming right up close to me and coming up too close for me to have realized too quick. And so I just took note of that. Hmm, interesting. You know, I've had this fear forever, like a terrifying fear when I was younger, when I was at home. I would be afraid that someone would come through the window or come from the closet. Yes, maybe normal childhood fears, but a very specific brand and flavor. So as I noted that, I got to Chicago, had some beautiful workshops, constellations workshops, and restorative yoga and somatic experiencing workshop uh, at the neighborhood studio, Bloom Yoga Studio I love. And the family constellations workshops were the Restore the Love, the Flow of Love workshops, and they were just deep and powerful. And uh, through this, I'd seen my acupuncturist Brent. So this is when it all comes together. I love, it's, it's just really amazing when many pieces of things that I've sensed or noticed and maybe even didn't notice before but realized later all come together. I've talked about an experience of a past life trauma where I, after falling off a horse twice while I was in Spain last year, it revealed itself. I think I talk about it in the episode, Past Life Trauma, Unfolding Freedom. It's episode 49 and you can find it at CandiceWood.com EP49. That is part of the puzzle here because what I learned from my healing work around falling off a horse twice, I, I knew that I wanted to heal to make sure that I wasn't going to take on or allow something to manifest as trauma, if you can be really present with what's happening and allow what wants to happen right there and be with it, or at least as early as possible from an incident, then you can have resource and and allow the body to do what it needs to and it, it doesn't become trauma. Trauma is the experience of overwhelm that uh Stops a process from happening and manifests later so we can complete it. That's one way to look at it. And so I was working with the falls and realizing that it was a much deeper issue and realized that it was a past life experience of being with a horse. And that uh, my healer had mentioned, she thought that I, she intuited that I got really stubborn about a decision and other people were telling me what to do and I got just you know got on my horse and and ran away but I got in trouble and it wasn't the horse that got me in trouble or uh, being with the horse but that somewhere in this experience I had died is what I knew and what I felt but it wasn't really important at that time to to know what the other details were I just got what I needed at that time. Well, that experience came back and it wove into what was going on in my elbow. So while I was in my session with Brent, at some point, he was doing some gentle touch on my arm, my right arm and elbow. And it was really fascinating to allow this feeling that my hand, my arm wanted to reach out to a man. Specifically, a male energy or person and to know that they were actually there and to feel the kindness of this male presence that uh, my acupuncturist embodied at that moment for me. And what revealed after that were the words, you left me to die. You left me to die. And so I got curious about where that came from. And I've certainly had my share, a whole armful, one could say, of attachment issues and relational trauma with my father. And maybe those words applied there, like, you left me to die. In a way, yes, and in a way, not quite. Like, there's a different angle of you left me to die. So I, I stayed with it, kept feeling it, and I could feel the pain of that, the pain and the hurt and the betrayal. Eventually, Brent left the room, leaving me with some needles in very poignant spots. And I stayed with my imagination and what was coming to me. And I know when something feels like it's hitting the spot when my body responds, when my emotions come flooding in or some sensation happens inside that is the resonance of my body saying, yes, there's a memory of this. Yes, this, these are the words that can describe what happened or what I went through. I don't always say, all right, yep, these are exactly the facts and i don't know that it's important in my book at least they don't these things don't seem of consequential importance in this life you know if i feel i have a past life experience and it gave me healing to recognize it and it gives me strength to let it work its way through imagine imagine what i wanted to happen instead or notice what did happen and honor it then that whole thing releases in my body if i stay with the emotions and the sensation and i feel more whole afterwards and i also feel like i can then take with me the embodied wisdom that was of that life all this to say maybe these things didn't happen and yet doesn't really matter because i feel like i have more of myself and I feel like it can be part of my story. It is part of my story. So back to me lying on the table here with some needles in my body. And I realize that I'm holding my dad's hand. Not my dad in this life, in a past life, in some life, other world. It feels that we're Cherokee. It feels that we're Native American. This is my tribe. He is my father. He's an important man. And it feels like I'm saying to him, you left me to die. You left me to die. And as I stayed with it and pictured him, I actually heard in me, sensed in me and heard the words, yes, you're right. I left you to the wolves. That's only because we had to run. That's only because we had to survive and fight and you couldn't do that you were really far gone so that got my curiosity like oh it felt true and why was i so far gone and i felt myself lying like in a pool of my own blood and then as i looked he was to my right as i looked to the left i saw in sort of a flash of different parts all at once, different parts of the timeline of the story all at once, that I was, in fact, brutally raped. And it was by a white man and on our lands and several men that he was with. But there was one particular one that uh, led the pack and and no one was around that would help me no one was around so that brought me back to the feeling of camping and my fear that if nobody was around no one could help me and i would die i could die and here it was the real terror the real thing that that seemed to have happened the thing that i feel has happened in a past experience nobody was around and my body was desecrated. It was as if the white men knew to come after the heart of the tribe, the uterus, the creative center, the, the young life of the tribe, which was me. Or, you know, I was one of them. And I felt like my uterus and vagina was like desecrated taken and the words like you took something from me came up and interestingly enough those words came to me those were the words I used in a recent experience with someone in a relationship and I was surprised that I used those words because I don't really believe that they that person was taking something from me, but it just came out of my mouth like you took something from me, and you took it, and now I can't have it back. Like it's gone. And so there, it just like re- I realized, wow, there's another piece of the puzzle. Like this is why I felt this way, and it was in particular that this particular relationship I had in the present day was with a white man. And there was a racial component that felt like it was coming alive—something, some bond that I had that um, wanted to be seen in some way or worked out in some way. And I don't know. You know, some people might say that maybe that that was the same person that was in a past life that raped me. I, I t- my mind didn't go that far, uh, and it just went there in this moment as i'm speaking to this now which i'll have to feel into later to see if that feels accurate maybe wow just felt in a little bit we'll see but there was a lot of uh anger about like aspects of our interactions that i felt were violent and when I saw this image lying on the table and my acupuncturist, I felt like, oh, I get it now. I get why I was trying to work that out with this, this person in my life right now. So back to the story. To rewind a bit, to piece it all together, I was riding my horse, a horse that I was very in tune with. And I had gone flying off on my own. Out to the middle of nowhere, perhaps, or out somewhere I hadn't been. Regardless, it was alone. And I was attacked, brutally, and raped. And it came to me as like a huge blindside. I was just not aware, because I think I was just so focused on what I wanted to do, that... Felt like this man came up to me really close, really fast, and I couldn't stop it. And after that, during that, my horse ran off. I have the feel that I'm a little uncertain what happened there and may not be important. I could have been off of my horse and we were just resting, and then my horse ran off because he sensed danger, or perhaps I was on my horse and uh this all happened and maybe i got wounded or something and fell off or got ripped off the horse either way the horse ran off scared and i was with this man this white man and experiencing this extreme violence and rape and hurt and um power over me And in that moment, I felt myself experience that nobody, nobody can hear me. But I had the wisdom to talk to the horses. I kept my connection with my horse and said, "Get help, come back for me. I can feel it now in my words. I can feel it in my heart, like how beautiful that connection is, but also how painful the experience was. And I feel that connection of psychic ability with horses, like being in the spirit world and connecting with communication that is not directly like right next to her in words, but in a knowing, in an energy that was uh something that Sarah Fancy reminded me of. She's the horse constellations person that I spent five days with and um with her horses her herd there and she one day just said to me oh yeah you can just talk with the horse psychically and ask if they want to be touched and it felt like it opened up this whole knowing of whoa i know how to do this like this is something that's second nature to me and this image of this past life experience is really clear as to why Because I was so in connection with my horse and the horses. And they were part of me and part of the land. Part of the tribe. And we loved each other. And so here I am telling my horse, like, go get help. Go get my father. And he did. And that's when my father found me on the floor, left to die. Any, in the clarity of the spirit, I hear the words from him saying, I didn't really leave you to die. He did, like the white man did. And we had to protect the family. And I heard myself say, Dad, you haven't lost anything. There's a feeling in myself. That the white man took something from me. And my recovery in that moment, the restoration and healing in this moment of me, more so in the present day spirit connection, said, I have life, I have everything, and you have life. Please know that I am alive. And they can never take who I am away and who you are away. And I felt a deep breath and I felt a lot of tears and grief. I didn't quite feel much anger at this time. I think in my present day life, I had spent a lot of time feeling anger lately and in a long span of my life working with anger. So here I just felt a lot of grief and a lot of pain. There are also things I haven't mentioned yet. Um, If you listen to my podcasts about a year and a half ago when I was in Bali, the one that is on spiritual crisis, it's episode 13, candiceu.com slash EP13, this episode is where I talk about having a UTI and all this stuff that was coming up around fem- the feminine and how it was moving through my body and anger. And there have been a few um, things that have come up lately where there, I felt some tension in my uterus. And as I've talked to it, it has said, Let me be free. You know, stop trying to constrict me and there's a lot of insight that is coming from those words more than i'm going to say here it can feel very private to speak to what what that means at the moment but um there is the thing i can say now is that feels like my uterus my body my vagina my whole being my heart wants to be able to love totally freely and without fear, like resolving the fear, and then being in the free loving, and to acknowledge all that I love, and that one love doesn't overtake another, or cancel another out, but that it all can exist together, the, the circle for love is much greater. So, all of this stuff that was coming to me on the table, am i acupuncturist, was really connecting with all these different parts of my body that were speaking not just my elbow but my uterus all these different experiences that were part of the puzzle piece to this one past life experience that seems to complete complete something in me and also gives me a lot more clarity I've always had a connection with Native American Ceremony, ritual, and tradition, whether or not I know it, know like what it is or not. I haven't been very, very studied in it, but have connected and picked up things along the way. And they just feel like home to me. They, fe- they feel really like something I've known before. And this gives me a lot clearer picture of why and how I was so connected with the land and tribe animals, plants. That's very much in my being. So I feel a lot more at peace too. The past part of me feels more resolved and has reclaimed what felt like it was taken from me. And I feel really resourced by the horses, also by men, my father and the tribe, the women as well. And the earth, I feel that the earth took care of me and saw me, saw the experience, the animals heard, psychically heard the experience, knew the experience even though they weren't there witnessing it. What I mean is the the violence and the rape. And also I felt like I couldn't scream in that experience, I couldn't even shout And I wondered why. And I I felt my neck being sliced. I felt like my vocal cords were cut out. And yeah, I couldn't scream. And that's something that I have connected with in a lot of different places, like culturally being Chinese, there's a lot of silence, not being able to speak for different reasons. You know, people died when they spoke out. But um, in this recovery, I realized that my creative force isn't actually taken away, even though in this life, I died this way. And there's, there's some cellular memory of my body that, that um, remembers this, and felt like I had been lost in that. Felt like I... I as a whole being of love and awareness and consciousness, I as this, this particular individual soul had been taken and parts of me had been taken. And that really isn't true, even though the experience was that in that moment. But now I feel a lot of restoration. I feel I could never die. I feel I am always alive and I will live on, and you will live on. This is my message to my father in that life. You will have more. And that really gave me a lot of, oh, a lot of life and breath, grief moving, and uh, I can feel the pain of the lineages, the white man, white patriarchy, white fear, tribe, the tribe's fear and violence and protection. This is not all to blame white men at all. It's really to show, to illuminate the violence, pain, and fear that is living in all of us, but that particularly I experienced through my body in that life. So I recognize you may or may not believe in past lives. This may sound woo-woo to you or who knows what. If you've listened this far, <laughs> that means something. That's interesting. Um, but I can understand if this is not your cup of tea. And I'm about to talk about a few more out there things, perhaps. you know, in In a past self of mine, I would have thought these things were really out there. But also knowing that, feeling this, knowing that, I think this is true, but I have no proof, or I have no, you know, I can't quite, I just can't prove it. But more things I can't prove in this episode. Shortly after having this experience, I met up with Darshan Mendoza, who is a beautiful, beautiful person living in Hawaii, and she experienced the volcano erupt a year ago and wrote a book about it. I have interviewed her for the podcast. she her interview is coming up in a couple of uh, weeks, like end of August. So stay tuned for that. You can find it at candacewe slash darshan once that uh, publishes. But I met up with her in Chicago. She was there. What amazing timing for me, for us. And among many things we talked about, she, after hearing my story, of my past life and the healing that's coming through told me about the book, the Sophia code it's written by Kaya Ra, who channels information and has experienced some very brutal um, experiences through sex trafficking when she was just a young kid and yet has been able to still keep her ability to channel very clear and one day a voice came to her it was really, really loud and it was saying i'm sophia and sophia is the divine feminine creator sophia gaia mother earth the feminine christ consciousness and so i'm listening to this book on audible and um it's a bit robotic the way she speaks on it i think maybe she was trained to to say it this way or something i'm not sure but still since she's set this book with a vibration of what she received in her interactions and channeling i'm feeling an incredible energetic transmission i'm receiving this like download it's like you could just hit download and then it loads in you know you're watching the percentage of something downloading and as it goes higher and higher like I'm feeling it in my body it's pushing out all of what um the fears the grief the suffering that was in its place before and filling my body with more knowing and love so what I'm getting from this specifically is that and it's not words that I or thoughts that I haven't heard before or thought about before or taken in before. But from this specific frequency, it's extremely powerful. It's different for me. It's, it's bringing another dimension in. And uh, the words that are specifically bringing me more are uh, the words Sophia Dragon Tribe and Star Nation, The White Buffalo Woman all these words that she's bringing in these um words that signify an energy and a and a a whole magical level of being and love that's coming through all of that's giving me some sense of memory it feels like i know i'm a dragon it feels like i'm part of dragon tribe and star nation like this is my people and all that might sound crazy to you i remember hearing Um, the author say somewhere like, I can't talk about Sophia dragon tribe. My career is going to go down the tubes. Um, and yet her message was the message she got was I have to, this is, this is important and this is the way it needs to be transmitted. And that's how I feel at the moment. I don't quite totally understand everything, um, mentally, And in the last several years, I've let go of that need to mentally or rationally make logic of something. And that's really served me well. I know that the brain is important and and the mind is very important. When we think through things, sometimes it really helps us. And I've spent a lot of years and time doing that in my life, but I also used it too much. Like I overcompensated for my sense in my heart and in my spirit, my intuition by using my brain to rationalize and analyze, make sense of, and also problem solve that now I'm really enjoying just tuning in, sensing the energy of something and using the other ways of intuiting and knowing that I do have, we all have. And that is, is a way of knowing that gives me often gives me the right way for me. Sometimes I say yes or no to things that it doesn't even make sense, and I've let go of that need to make sense of something. And it's not quite coming from impulse or irrationality, even though it's quite irrational, right? I, maybe you could call it that, and really, but it's not impulse or or perhaps a traumatized part of me although sometimes it's hard to tell the difference if it's some part of me that feels traumatized and needing something or if it's an intuitive part that says from a very clear pure place yes or no for me about something or this is the answer for me or sometimes i find out later that some of my decisions weren't so aligned at the source of me but aligned to some traumatized part of me or part that wanted some sort of retribution for some past thing, something that's living in the past. But um, I'm really encouraging you out there, if this is interesting for you, to, to deepen and cultivate the part of you that has knowing of other forms than the mind, than the mental logic. Sensing, tuning in, using the many... Languages and tongues, the multi dimensional ways that our body communicates, our hearts, the ways that we may know something without being able to explain it, and to trust yourself so that you can learn to deepen in your trust. It gives us many ways of moving about the world. It connects us to the energetic, the spiritual, the more subtle ways of being. It connects us to animals, connects us to nature and talking with the plants and earth talking with other beings and energies and if you <laughs> i swear if if i my younger self listened to these podcasts probably maybe more like my 20 year old self high school college self she would be like wtf like what are you talking about you don't make any sense this can't be uh, that like Judgment, just judgment. But now I'm all about it. And it's really served me very well to trust the knowing I have and see the outcome and to see where I may need to fine tune and refine my listening in myself or what part of me was showing up so that I can know that part better. And then be clearer about the boundaries. Like, is that the part of me? that was wounded or is this a more a deeper knowing of some sort that is not from the wound from my wisdom so as i'm listening to the sophia code i'm receiving a more fortified sense that we're here to do life uniquely and specifically the way that our energetic signature and blueprint shows us And that is always a free will and choice. That is always from our sovereignty. She uses that word a lot in the book. That we are meant to know our deep creative sovereignty. And the sovereignty of all beings. Including the animals and the land. And to remember that we are sovereign. To remember that we have freedom. And all of the conditioning and belief sets and limits that we think are here and that we have manifested that's actually not the entire reality of things. But that we're deeply, we're deeply the love that is of all things. And the language that she's using is that we are Sophia. We are the energy of feminine Christ consciousness that encompasses every single energy, even masculine energy, and gives life, is love, is the pure being and consciousness that each of us are. I love when things that resonate with me deeply also align with other things that resonate deeply. And the language set of the Vedas and Tantra have always brought me to that feeling, and that knowing of um, freedom, all possibility, and that we are able to choose all possibility, even though our body and our energy systems right now have collected in a certain way and propel us in a certain uh, way of being, that there's more that we are, And that more gives us the ability to heal what we think we are that we are really not. In this book, she also channels seven or eight different energies, archetypes. Some who have come into earth form as humans for some time but who have been guides or mentors for all those who want to heal or people who are interested in in that particular energy, like Mary Magdalene or Kuan Yin, um, Tara. And she talks about the Sophia Dragon tribe, White Buffalo Woman, as I mentioned, Hathor, a couple of others. Some of the pieces of those stories and some of what she says is interesting to me and really lights something up in me and other parts don't resonate at all. Um, parts where the, where she talks about chakras uh, from what I've learned in Sanskrit studies, it's the word is chakras and the sound is chakra. And so when she said chakras, I, I almost was like, what is she even saying i don't i don't get it which well you know i can still let it bypass the part of me that says i don't get it but at the same time it wasn't clicking in to my system and i think that was part of why so there are parts in the book that really don't fit for me right now but right in the beginning even in the preface i was already crying and so i knew i was receiving something and it was allowing me to release other things that doubts and fears that had been living in me. So do you experience this? Do you experience things you cannot explain, but that you know there's something there for you? Things that give you an energetic upgrade or download. And this sort of uh space when you receive something new that really is enlivening you in a way, but also feels like you're in major construction because it dismantles other parts of you and grief can come through anger hurt other emotions all of that coming to the surface to be felt honored and continue to move and flow it wants to move out to experience a sense of knowing inside of you and how what does it feel like in you when you know something Or when you feel something is not right for you, it's a little bit off. What's that like for you? And are there things in your life that are going on right now or ways you're being, things you're involved with or relationships where you feel something's not quite right for you? It's hard to pinpoint maybe, or maybe it's speaking loudly, screaming at you. This is a deep mystery. Life is a deep mystery. And when we try to rationalize everything or make it fit into our ego, egoic mind, it collapses what we experience into something flatter. One that no longer has the dimension of magic or mystery, the beauty, the unknown and unseen. And to do that, We must, to know something we, it's funny, we must say we don't know. We must acknowledge and be in the place of not knowing anything at all and being able to scrap what we do think we know or have known before to know something more. So while I say I know all of this and what happened and all that, I'm also open to it being washed away with something else and a new knowing to come. And also that it integrates so that it's just a part of my body, my body wisdom, my embodied knowledge. Me as a moving being, a moving body of wisdom and also different possibilities, pleasant and unpleasant. So how do you support yourself in embracing the mystery of life? What do you do that connects you with what's unseen and what's beautiful and what's truly you? Right now for me, it's just connecting with the words and the the vibration that Sophia Dragon Tribe brings in Star Nation. And I've just been opening and asking out loud sometimes and in me, in a sense, prayer and meditating with, just saying, Star Nation, show me what I need to know. Show me what's next. I receive you. I open to the wisdom that's here. I open to all of it. Open to experiencing. This might be similar if you have connection with certain animals or ancestors or people in your life that are now, that if you feel they're bringing something to you to learn, there's a feeling of magic about the connection or. Maybe fear that shows you, that shows itself first, that uh, eventually wants to show you there's something there for you. In the movie Aquaman, I love this part when he is about to do the big thing that he's meant to do. I'm not going to say what that is, but he tells his mother, I'm scared. And she says, good then you're ready. So perhaps the fear is here showing you there's something here for you and that it does mean if you can feel the fear, you are ready for what's coming and what's next for this next opening or action on this journey of you being you. Being at peace with yourself in harmony with yourself who you truly are not all the belief sets that have accumulated the energies that have accumulated and collected itself to create your physical body and the aches and pains and tensions that that manifests itself as so you can see it but the deeper you that wants to come through the cells of your body that know they are love somewhere and want to be reminded that you are love Let us embrace the deep mystery of life. Thank you so much for joining me today. I felt really alive and uh, connected, and sharing this episode. I invite you to connect with me if something inspires you, or if you have questions. Something didn't rub you the right way. Anything. If you feel compelled. I invite you to follow that. I'll add a few healing experientials to this episode around embracing the mystery of life, around sensing and letting your mental logic be bypassed so that you can tune into knowing. I'm not exactly sure what will emerge, so you'll just have to see later this week as it comes out or find it at the episode link at CandiceWoo.com slash mystery. If some of the topics in this episode interested you, you can also go to my website at CandiceWoo.com slash podcast to find other episodes that relate to these topics. Some of them include the episode about the soul and science of trauma. You can find that at CandiceWoo.com slash EP32. Embracing all the parts of you at com slash parts work. The episode, Freedom and Expansion, The Terrifying Gifts of Spiritual and, Ex- and Existential Crisis, aka WTF is going on, hashtag amigoingcrazy, episode 13. That's at com slash EP13. And the one I mentioned earlier, Past Life Trauma, Unfolding Freedom at CandiceWoo.com slash EP49. I also mentioned my acupuncturist Brent Garcia, who is awesome. I totally recommend his work. It's super gentle yet powerful. And you can listen to his podcast at CandiceWoo.com slash Brent. I also mentioned Anger, working with Anger. You can find that podcast at CandiceWoo.com slash Anger. Feel free also to join me on my newsletter that comes out one or two times a month. This is full of self-love notes, podcast episodes that are up-to-date, experientials, events, workshops, retreats, and uh, experiences that you can join in on with me. You can find that at CandiceWu.com slash embody. If you found that this podcast or the experientials or guests on the podcast have given you something, brought you in touch with something of yourself that felt important or inspires you to love yourself or anything that you connect with here, I would invite you to contribute back to the podcast and feed it, nourish it with your energy and some donation that fits for you, feels aligned for you, you can find all that information at com slash Patreon on how to contribute, what also rewards or gifts you can receive um, in return if you'd like something else that um that is a little bit extra, like the embodied healing group or personalized meditations. And I just want you to know how much your words your sharing your contributions all fuel me and bring each episode with love and ease thank you so much thank you so much for listening and today i'll leave you with a little bit of music as we close today and as you take in the sense that you have about your life being the mystery, your life being the way, you being the way. Thank you so much for joining me today and see you next time on the Embody Podcast.